0: Wait. Hey, Blue. Oh, there it is. What's up, bro? Hey, how's it going, man? Bro, I'm looking forward to this interview. I want to. I want to check out your stuff more on uh, Instagram. Is it cool if I, if I start recording right now?
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: The the lawn guys, the the
0: garden's cleaning right now, so it's making some noise.
2: So I have to go to another room. Let me turn on the lights here.
0: So yeah, I was just checking out your Instagram stuff, dude. I love it. I love uh, love what you're doing, bro. Um, so how
1: you been, man? I've been good. I'm gonna take off. A, I'm going to a separate room as well. Yeah. Oops. Hold on. Sierra.
2: All right, you ready? You ready, Blue?
1: How's it going, man? Got to take care of the family, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. How's <laughs> how's your uh? You have a son? You have a two or how many children you have right now? Son? Uh, three. Three. Wow.
1: Yep, two two boys, one girl. And what's their ages? Um, my sons is four and three months, and my daughter is twelve. Okay, nice. Right, so... <clears throat> it all right?
0: Is it a is it a great experience raising uh raising children?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, children, um, I used to tell pe- people, I still tell people, I say uh, children is the cheat code to awareness. <laughs> because they make you realize, you know, it's like uh, if you're a good parent, what people are, you know, stereotype is what a good parent is, you know, if you really try to achieve what that is, it, it, you have to put yourself in a better place, to put yourself in a better position. Because you, you, all the stuff that we grew up with, like I can't teach my kids really good stuff based off of like I got whippings growing up, I got yelled at growing up, you know, and, uh, and I grew up in you know Chicago first, and then I moved to Cali. And I can't teach them from that, so I literally had to figure out a different way to train, like my human experience. <laughs> so kids, man, I say, man, they're like the cheat codes to life, bro, and uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a good. Experienced thus far so I can't complain. <laughs> A little frustrating sometimes you know that, that that you know how emotions work you know frustrations do, do come up though it's not all it's not all roses. <laughs>
2: yeah how's uh how's school going for them?
1: Um well you know we've been doing homeschooling okay. since our daughter was um out of elementary school so you know they they've been they've been good. We, we're we're practicing the Montessori. You ever heard of the Montessori? I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So
0: you know, Kanye West shouted out Montessori in that one song, "Blessed." Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know about him back then either. That's funny. <laughs>
0: All right, so Kanye West uh, introduced you to that concept.
1: Huh? <laughs> well, after Laura did, Laura, but he yeah, he probably he put people on, man. Yeah. That's a different. Yeah, that's a that's a different combo right there. He be putting people on through his music. Listen.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Blue, it's a privilege to have you on, man. And uh, I want to hear. I want to hear just. Uh, let's just talk about what you're working on. Um, I was looking through a little bit of your Instagram, and uh, I mean, let's just uh, we'll, we'll talk about how we met. We met at the uh, Hari Krishna Temple a few years ago, so you're yeah. you're really. Uh, passionate about the spirituality and, and i'm the same way i mean i just have this ever since forever that i know i've had this intense uh, yearning to understand existence mm-hmm. and i feel like something so essential is to understand mythology understand religion spirituality and i mean so so we both met at the Hare christian temple and that's what that place is about I mean, it might have a, a particular angle toward the spirituality that might that might be uh, not concordant with a lot of other groups. But at the same time, if you want to understand reality, you got to look at everything.
2: Yeah. And you, to, and,
0: and, and you look at the connections between everything and the, and the oneness and, and the differences. But but you can't shut yourself off to any angle, to any perspective. So t- tell me. Uh, just tell me about like like your spiritual journey so far, bro.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, just to speak on what you just said, um, I that, and that's why I appreciate about you is um, you well, just just any person in general, but when we when we met, since we're speaking on when we met, um, I appreciate the openness of people, but also the curiosity to understand why other things are the way they are too. Yeah, so and that can be, um, you know, we can take it down to the where I would call the the stupid realm of racism, right? Like, it it, it it racism wouldn't exist if we all understood. Like, oh, we can be different, but let's be curious about why that other thing works the way it does. <laughs> you know, it just it just kills so much stuff. So I really appreciate that openness with you, um, and just any organization in general. So, um, but my spiritual journey, just like in the in a nutshell, and you can dive in deep. I'll let you pick where you want to dive in deeper. So I'll just do the nutshell version. Um, so, so basically, um, I'm from Chicago. Um, I grew up in Chicago and Wisconsin. And uh, do, during that time, my mom took us to church when we were in Chicago. And uh, I we left Chicago when I was like at nine or ten. And uh, after nine or ten, we never went to church ever after that. So we and we went to church. It was like Sunday school. So I never had like a deep um, rooting in religion but I did know that religion exists and I knew that this this dude named Jesus Christ was walking around a long time ago and people liked this much, like a like a whole lot so that's me growing up you know so just give my experience because my mom she never dove into it like study it so like she wasn't like that she wasn't like just no, Christ no you know she, she was just like oh we're gonna go you know she she sang so so that was the start of my spiritual spiritualness and then fast forward to um, let's just say from from then until now um, we never went to church and then we I joined the military at 17 during that during that time from 17 um, and eight and a half years I was in the military um, there was only a couple times where I really wanted to dive in to um what the what people meant by spirituality because I just saw so many people, especially you know in the military I started to meet so many different type of people from different backgrounds I didn't know religion was so i did, i honestly didn't know it was so big I didn't know there were so many different sects I didn't know it was you know so much I, I was like oh my I was like oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> do we have such a similar story but yeah keep going bro.
1: Okay cool. so so now I'm like I'm like, oh my gosh, okay so 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 I'm in Afghanistan and uh, there was just one thing one time something happened in me to where it was like just go to this what it was a church out there, but it wasn't a church. it was just like an outside gathering full of people who who were connected or, or seekers or believers, right So it was people from Muslim. It didn't matter. It, we were in Afghanistan. it was just a big place where everybody from any religion came. So I go there and then something had spoke to me from the person and how they spoke the word. It wasn't about the word. It was about how they spoke.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: okay. And I was like, okay, cool. So now fast forward to now. So that experience happened. Now we're here now. So from that time, from so that Afghanistan time, let's say I'm about um, 17, 18, that's around 19. So I'm, I'm around age 19 around that time, let's say. And then from nineteen until now, I'm 33 now. I went through, so I'm an actor by 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 trade. So I'm an actor. <laughs> so I I started to this this role was sent to me. It's it's uh, called Faith Walker. It's the first Black Christian superhero.
2: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: So I took on this this role to explore my. Uh, I wonder what prophets are. Cause I kept hearing this word prophet for a while. And I was like, what the hell is a prophet? <laughs> and then it was like, oh, these people who just get words from God. And I was like, but I thought that was in the Bible only, but it's like, people now still do that. And they're like, yeah, man, there's a prophet down the street. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> so this is during this time in my life where I'm curious about prophets. I'm just trying to figure things out. So I realized during that time um, there's a lot of what people would call fake prophets, or people who just—they're really good at the literature, but they don't live the experience. Yeah. So when I noticed that, that bothered me a little bit. So then I left. The, I left, I was like, all religions are stupid now. For for until I figure this out. <laughs> so yeah. then that then that led me to the Hari Krishnas or the more Indian side. So Buddhism. I went to Buddhism before I was, met the the Hari Krishna movement. So I went to Buddhism and then I noticed it felt closer because Buddhism was the first one that was like, everybody's welcome and we don't reject anyone. So Buddhism was the first one that said that. And I was like, oh, snap. So they're not like the Christians, the Muslims, the Jews, because all of them are like, no, you got to join us. And then we got to go convert moms. You know, we got to go. Convert. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not about that convert life. So, so, So now we're at the Buddhism. And then I realized, um, well, blue. Me personally, I was like, blue just don't like the whole chanting and then like the the worshiping part of it, right? So, so I was like, I like everything about it, but I don't want to have to be forced to say a chant all the time, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, anything that forces you to have to do something, I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> so now, um, after that, I meet the Hari Krishnas or um, the the Hindu. Culture because the and I say culture on purpose because when you actually meet the the Hindu people higher up, they reject it being called a religion, it's not a religion, it shouldn't have been called a religion. It's kind of like Buddhism, Buddha never meant Buddhism to be a religion, it was meant to just be a, a scientific practice that you can experience. See, people say the same so, thing with Christianity, yeah. Christianity. well Christianity is more of a lifestyle Yep, it was a lifestyle the orthodox I'm diving into that now <laughs> um well I mean so the way led- they
0: say the way Jesus meant it wasn't meant to be a religion but I mean there's obviously right. a lot of uh different ideas about that different perceptions on that but yeah
1: so, okay yeah yeah and that, that's something I got curious about so obviously I, I got some of those questions answered um so so I got to the, the to the Hindu culture, and I and I found out that it, it's more vast than anything, like the Vedas and the you know just all this stuff. So I was like, okay, well this is cool. So it led me to them, and then um, like you said, they like everybody has their own spin. So I I realized that they had their own spin, and just like any any culture, if you if you if you notice something that is cool to you, you start to you start to take it more personable. Like uh, with black people, the word nigga, you know? Like black people don't like other people saying the word nigga, but it's it's, it's a stupid ass word. It really is. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> we, we culture, we culturized it and we take it so personal now. So anybody does this. So any religion, anybody does this. It doesn't matter what it is. If you like the, a bike, you know, like like the bikers, it's like, if you have a bike like theirs and you don't have a jacket, they might want to punch you. It's like, man, you don't, you don't deserve to ride a chopper. You know, it's whatever. So we can do it in, in multiple ways, is what I'm saying. So when I'm saying it when I went to them, people who aren't really realized, let's say, <laughs> I noticed that their thing is like the whole, once again, the chanting and the worshiping, you know, it's more leaned toward that. And it, it could feel uncomfortable sometimes, <laughs> especially to whoever blue is, because I don't I don't care if people worship and chant. It's just that I'm not gonna do it because that's not the way I I got to where I'm at now. I'm more in in what they in yoga, they call it the gyani. I'm more of a gyani. I'm more like Alan Watts. I I, yeah. I could philosophize and i I, I could be there. <laughs> I don't need to go blow no candles. I am not go do nothing. I I just need to think a little bit and I'll be all right. <laughs> so I realized that there's different ways, like the four yogi types is maybe the four main ways we can achieve that that awareness state of, oh, I know what I am. Outside of the body of mind, I know what I am. So that's where I'm at now. So that's where AMI Network Engagements was created because I wanted everything to be one. And what's really, really crazy is before I started this whole journey, the spiritual journey, when I was younger, I used to tell myself, "Um, I'm going to unite all religions. Mm Yeah, and people say I was crazy, and I see why, but I, <laughs> I, I still think don't so. think it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm going to unite all religions. And um, so what's crazy is is now I got this Omni Network Engagements, which the acronym is ONE O N E. Okay um and then if the the symbology of the the logo means something too but it's basically just saying um i went to all these places and i appreciate the oneness base that they feel for who we call god or father of the universe but the thing is is that if if you have to if you have to do it this way that's when things start feeling like it's separate because there is no, you have to do it this way. Even in yoga, it says it. That's why I like true yoga. It doesn't say, it says these, there's 112 paths, pick one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's where I'm at now. So I army mean, Network Engagements is just basically spreading this experience, but also in a knowledgeable way. So, um, I, you know, I'm an actor by heart, so I'm doing it in an entertainment way. So you can think of I army mean, Network Engagements like a uh, uh, the Coachella for self-aware for for self-aware people. <laughs> so it'd be a whole bunch of like self-awareness going on, but like it feel like a Coachella or a Tony Robbins event if you ever heard of one. They basically feel like parties. Yeah.
2: Tony
1: Dude, Robbins event.
0: I'm I'm just I'm just amazed, Blue, at the amount of wisdom you have, and I'm just like curious. Because when I, when I talked to you on, when we were doing the Zoom, the Zoom meetings, I could just, I mean, I was so busy at that time, I was writing a book, so I couldn't mm. participate in too much stuff. But, um, but w- from when, I, when, when we did speak, you're, you, what's clear is that you recognize the importance of, and you even mentioned it explicitly, inquiry. And, and just in and study and expanding, broadening your awareness Your mind and how that's so essential and the thing is yeah that's what all these religions are really alluding to you see that in uh in buddhism in hinduism even in christianity if you look at what what jesus was about he was about finding disciples my grandpa says that disciples is a disciplined inquirer it's not someone who's a follower
1: i like
0: that yeah and 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 there's a there's a story where where jesus is is multiplying the bread and some people some of the some of the people who were uh, gathered there they wanted to just they, they wanted to stay there just for the free the for free food and there was another group that they wanted to stay there because they thought that jesus was a was a you know maybe a divine figure or or a supernatural Mm -hmm. figure and they can maybe get something out of that so uh, both of those are kind of self-confirmatory it's about the self and then there was another group they were they they were like they they thought that jesus might have just been crazy maybe this guy was like devil devil something with related to the devil yeah and that you see that a lot but then there was a final group like i think it was four groups and they were like, Hey, there's something going on here. There's something special and we want to learn. We want to learn more. We want to get deeper into this. Yeah. And so they were about inquiry and inquiry is not self-confirmatory inquiry. That is something that we where you're growing, you're evolving. And that's putting you beyond the self and toward that oneness. Yeah. And, and, and I could tell, I could tell when, when, when we were talking, like, you already knew that. And where do you – I mean, did you just get, get that – I mean, that, that's, that's a profound spiritual idea that you have to be kind of initiated into. I was, I mean, my grandpa was a, was a transpersonal psychologist, so he taught me all that. Um, a lot of people get stuck in, in religions where it's not about inquiry, but it's more about protecting a dogma. And, and that's all well and good, but, yeah, you get, you get trapped in that, and that becomes self-confirmatory that becomes about protecting and promoting your ego as opposed to a oneness and an expanding and a, and a a true loving pure, you know, a higher awareness, like a true loving consciousness where you, you, you are now one with everything. So where did you get these ideas? Where was it? I mean, I think what's fascinating blue. I have so much I want to say is that you, you said that you started off, with, with not so spiritual. And I was the same way growing up. I didn't do anything spiritual until, until high school, when I first met my grandpa and uh, we first started studying philosophy, but, but I had that intense yearning. And I remember when I was in high school, when I was in ninth grade, I wrote in my notebook that I was going to try to unify all the religions. I was going to create a new religion. Like I knew that and I knew, I, like I kind of knew that when I was in preschool, but at the same time, like I had that awareness. It's weird. Yeah. And they talk yeah. about that. They talk about that in uh in those books about the, the idea that if you have like an intense desire or a kind of knowing that you kind of manifest stuff, but, yeah. but yeah, so I, I always, I always had this desire, but I didn't grow up with any like strict religious dogmatic background. And it was only in college. The first time I ever went to church, kind of like you, 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 you first started doing it, <laughs> getting involved with all the spiritual stuff late when yeah. you were in the military. And the same thing with me. I didn't know anything about Hare Krishna until I was 25. I didn't study all this stuff until much later. So, so, but, but how did like, how, wait, how old are you now, Blue? And, and just can, can you describe how you got, I mean, all, all the things that you're studying, maybe the books you read um, that got you to this level? Because I can, I can see that you're, that you're, it's, it's a heightened level of consciousness. I see.
1: No, I, I got you. I got you. So right now I'm 33, yeah. And um, you know, thank you, thank you for how you're asking the question because uh, one of my one of my favorite quotes, and I'm gonna say this probably a thousand times, you know, after this, um, it's uh, never judge a man by his answer, judge a man by his questions. And um, I really like it because that shows the inquiry space that someone's in. So so you just asked a question and you, and and it's like, (laughs) it's like um, asking a fish, when did they discover water?
2: Um,
1: And I'm saying that in a funny way, because by your question, I can tell that your inquiry space is in the space of where it's supposed to be if that makes sense.
0: And it, it and it, t- it takes a, a lot of research and study and development to be able to get into that space. Or actually some people right. originally in it, but yeah.
1: So so thank you. So some so so here's what I did as a youngin. <laughs> yeah. And a bit of it so it was a lot of it was on accident, all right? But this is what happened. Because this space is always existing, mm. this is what we call the isness.
2: Mm.
1: Because this space is always existing, no matter what, every day we have to touch it. Now, what we call consciously or unconscious is the only thing that's happening. Is it being done consciously or is it done, being done unconsciously? And then in which dimension of experience is it in us? Because e- when we're emotionally experiencing something, we're not intellectually experiencing something. When you're intellectually experiencing something, you're not emotionally trying, like. as you're trying to pick this up, you have to take a moment to feel it out every single time. Because as you're listening to me, your emotions, you, your emotions are happening, but you're not focused on them. But then you got to take that moment to go, okay, how does this feel to my intellect? Not just, I can't just listen to him, I got to feel it out too. Okay, so now this is always being done consciously or unconsciously. So as a youngin, what I would do was, is my mom said these, these, these couple of quotes to me. And then I started to realize as I got older what I was doing. All right, so I'm going to explain it that way. So when I was younger, my mom, she said this, this simple quote, the simple quote, treat everybody how you want to be treated, baby. Mm. Hey, babe, just treat everybody how you want to be treated. And, and, and this is what I did. I would see people as a, as a young kid, as a, as a little kid, I would see people t- say they're treating people how they want to be treated, but then I would see them get mad at the other person. They would get mad if the other person treated them how they were treating them. So if I yell at you, I, I, I want you to accept it. But if you yell at me, I don't want to accept that. I'm going to get mad at you now. Mm-hmm. So, I fundamentally took this one quote and I took it too far. Right? Mm-hmm. So, this is the first thing. And, and literally, this is what this did to me, to my awareness as a, as a kid that I can go back and look at now. So, what I would do as a kid is I would go, okay, well, even when I want to yell at somebody. So, I, let's say my first girlfriend, for instance, my first girlfriend didn't happen until 16. I was a late bloomer, according to a lot of my friends. My first girlfriend was at nine. I was 16, you know. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: me and her, my mom, my mom disliked this this girl for, you know, she disliked her a lot because she was she was one of those times she had like an attitude a little bit. And I got you know, she, her innocent young boys going out with this girl who's like got an attitude and yelling, right? Yeah. So I, I remember this quote and I remember my my first girlfriend yelling at me. She would yell at me and then I would remember an emotion coming up in my body and it would feel like I didn't like her. And to me, instead of attaching myself to that emotion, what I would do, and I didn't know I was separating myself at this time because I didn't call it anything, but what I would do was, is I would let the emotion come up and then I would look at the emotion and go, if you feel that you actually like this girl, you shouldn't have this emotion. So when she's yelling at me, as she's yelling at me, right? This is me first getting my first girlfriend, so this hasn't happened to me before, right? As she's yelling at me, instead of me getting addicted to that feeling of like, oh, I deserve to yell back at you, fuck you, bitch. Instead of doing that, I will look at the emotion in that moment and go, didn't you say you love her? Why are you feeling that?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And what that did was, is it separated me unconsciously, because once again, we can do this consciously or or unconsciously. I was doing it without the knowledge of it, but I was still doing it. Wow. So I was separating myself from a very young age with little exercises like this. And what that does is, is it puts you automatically in a flowering position. And what do I mean by that? Everything in nature flowers right on time, doesn't it? Mm. When winter comes, shit dies. When spring comes, shit starts to form, you know, and then it starts blossoming, right? And then when summer comes, it stays vibrant. And then when, you know, when fall comes, the leaves start falling. When winter comes, it dies. When spring comes, it starts to blossom. And then when summer comes, it's vibrant. And then, you know, so it's right on time. The human cycle is... When you're young, you're, you're just curious and soaking in information. When you get a little bit older, you're curious and soaking in information. When you get a little bit older, you start inquiring on, on purpose. That's the natural flowering. So you inquiring is not a phenomenon. Us paying attention to the inquiry is what we call growth.
0: <laughs> mm, okay, okay.
2: Yeah.
1: I paid attention to it because I was, I grew up in a hood and I just didn't like people attacking people. So I paid attention to it without knowing what I was doing (laughs) all my life though. So from eight, I was like this, basically, this is my oldest knowing of this. Since eight, I've been this connected. I just never knew the language until Hare Krishna.
0: (laughs) What I'm wondering is, you know, people say, is it because you, you know, you grew up in the hood. Did that help facilitate this type of awareness? You know, to to say that, to explain it in that way, we don't know. But is it because you lived the past life?
1: You know what? Thank you, thank you. Well, well, so so, well, right. So now you you get into a deep question, okay? So that's that's. So let I'm gonna talk about that in two different ways, just because I like you, okay? So I'm gonna talk about this in two different ways. One, let's talk about it in in this life first, because if you if, if we start talking, that's called cosmic talk most people don't understand reincarnation. So it has a whole lot to do with it. After after we start, because I'm going to get into the books. I didn't answer the books. So I'm going to get into the books and then I'm going to answer reincarnation. But let's talk about this life first. So it, it everything, all of our experiences has everything to do with it. So let's just say I didn't grow up in a hood. Let's just say, let's just say I um, I grew up in a, decent, in a decent area where my mom and them had a job and I and at 16, I had a, a decent job and I was just working, right? And then things just started working out for me and I had a business. What I'm trying to say is all the moments, all those little moments that are placed in front of us that makes us want to think, that makes us want to just go, man, I just wondered why. Even if it's, even if it's, um, if I had to understand it. So as, like like I said, I'm growing up not in the hood. I'm just doing some regular stuff. One day I'm tying my shoe. And then on the news, it shows that in another country, they don't know how to tie their shoes because in their country, they never, they never need to know how to tie shoes. Right. Let's just say that happened. That experience right there makes me go, man, I wonder why that's that moment is more powerful than all the religions in the world right because that self because you're diving into a bigger awareness of you so any moment can do that it doesn't matter if it's the hood because that was a beautiful question once again it doesn't matter about where we're from that just happens to be blues in this lifetime so now let's answer it in a reincarnation way so now you're speaking, that's when I say we're going too deep because most people don't understand it, but there's enough probably who follow you or whatever that can understand this. So let's go into it. So me learning, so you said you asked a question earlier about the books I, I've been following. So I grew up dyslexic and with a learning disability. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> when so I, I so this is funny to what's well, funny to me. So my, my mom in school, um, my mom, she, she's one of their moms who's like, man, you ain't gonna say nothing bad about my son, that. And I'm gonna come up to the school in my, in my pajamas if I have to, okay? Don't make me come in my pajamas, all right? So that's my mom, right? So, <laughs> um, you know, I get to high school. So my mom, people, people you know, I get to high school and I, I, I'm learning, or middle school. I get to middle school and I'm learning what this learning disability stuff is and dyslexia a little bit more because when I was going through school, they didn't really know what dyslexia was. So I was one of the groups that would, they, they kept throwing me into special ed classes and they kept trying to throw me, you know. So by middle school, I was like, man, I know I can, I know I'm better, I know I can, I know I can think better than this, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, I went home one day and I said, Ma, I said, Ma, do I have to go to, you know, my English my English uh, counselor, she's my counselor at the time, I so my English counselor is trying to ask me if I want to go to a special ed class for English. Like, I know it's hard for me, but I think I can do it, man. Like, like, what do you think? Like, can I can I just please not go to that special ed class and just try? And my mom was like, oh babe, yeah, of course. I go, I go to school the next day. The, the teacher goes, okay, time to go to this class. I said, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> you know, it was what, honestly, what's cool about that teacher was, and she was like, are you sure after that? Like it, it wasn't like a debate or anything. She was just like, are you sure? She's like, "Because I trust you? Cause you know, I, I seem like I could think a little bit differently, you know what I'm saying? So I, I didn't grow up, you know, thinking differently, but they could tell that I couldn't read or comprehend shit. Like i try to read something. I'm not comprehending it, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> So I was like, that's fair, that's fair. But I want to try, I was like, I want to try past this. I grew up asthmatic. Okay. So I grew up, I, and I'm not asthmatic no more because I used to look at kids and I used to uh, tell my mom, if that kid don't need an inhaler, I don't need an inhaler.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I used to run around without an inhaler. So I said, mom, I, I said, teach. If, if they don't need all this extra help, I don't. So I do this, right? Um, so fast forward to what you were just asking about the books. So I, I, was, I was bad at books so i never read. I, so this, this deepened my curiosity on why I was like me. Because me growing up with my friends, I, I, I realized I used to want to hang out a certain way. And me trying to hang out the way I wanted to hang out, it, it made me seem weird. So I, I used to pay attention to that, right? And I didn't think they were weird. I just used to think that I was kind of weird. Like, oh, well, I guess you're not supposed to say no to smoking and no to drinking, you know? <laughs> you know, I was a younger, so It's like, so I was like that weird kid. Like, I want to go hang out at the library and just chill and go to the park. That's it, like, for real. <laughs> you don't want to like play house and like go do some nasty stuff. No, I don't, like, why would I want to do that? That was me, <laughs> yeah. so.
2: Maybe the influence is wrong, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I love that lady. <laughs> um, so so now okay so get to this books thing so i'm going through this understanding of my life and thinking that i'm weird and i meet this one dude in my acting career um who really understood his awareness level differently than i've ever seen anybody else right and i didn't know what awareness level meant or was called at this time at this point so this is before the harry krishna stuff so right before this all of this stuff and the buddhism and the the um the superhero stuff so before i dove into understanding what spirituality really was I meet this dude, and then I go, oh, you're kind of like me. Like, you speak like you know that you're not the body and the mind, you know? So I'm all like, i like, talking to this dude. And I said, how did you get there, bro? And he said, man, I read this book, this book, this book, this okay. book, this book, this book, okay. book, this book, this book, this book. I said, I said, you got there by reading? <laughs> and he said, yeah. And he looked at me, and I could tell that he was just like, why is he asking this damn question? And then I started to speak, and the thing that came out of my mouth was, and I started to tear up. Yeah. And I started to tear up because, you know, I was, you know, af- after talking with people and realizing that they don't understand that, you, that they aren't the body and mind, but you, you you don't know what it is yet, but you're just like, I know I'm experiencing something different and it's and it's great. <laughs> it's like you you're never like down down. It's like when the emotions happen, you know it, but you know that you're not the emotions. I think that's a good thing but nobody listens. So so that can get down some a little bit. And then this moment happened. So what, made, what, what came across me was I started to tear up and go, I thought I was weird because I didn't know how I got here, but I met somebody who got here too. And all they did was read, bro. Mm. And I started to cry because I was like, we don't have to not know that we don't have to suffer. We don't have to not know that we don't have to, like, "quote unquote, pursue something. We just live our essence and create and be happy and joyful. It made me cry because it's that easy to learn. You can read it. You can do it by self-inquiry. You can go to the religious places and like just learn their traditions and don't take on all the attachments. Yeah, yeah. It's so easy to get to this space of awareness and consciousness oh. that it made me cry that day. So I didn't read books all that time, but after that, it made me more curious about what type of books fucking had this shit. <laughs> I was like, well, it's that easy. Why are we over here doing all this madness? So then that took me on the journey of looking at books. So then I started, you know, the one of the first books I I read was a I started only with Audible books. The first book that I actually got through after high school, that was the story. High school, I graduated with like a sixth grade reading level I graduated but I graduated uh, high honors so I graduated early before all my friends high honors and I still had a sixth grade reading level that's incredible. when I graduated <laughs> so I was like yeah you know it was like a, it, I felt good about that because you know it was so hard to get a, a, a b in English you know but I but I did that shit <laughs> so so um so the first book I read physically was an acting book called Top Dog Underdog. <laughs> okay. was the first book I ever read physically all the way through. It was when I was in my acting career and I had to. Um, but before but um, you know, before that, I would just do audible books. And it was, it was a, a book called Meditation in Action. And it broke down like what Gautama was, which is the Buddha. The Buddha, his name, it was a prince named Gautama. So um, he broke down his journey, and I said, "Oh shit!" I said, "Oh, this is so simple. You just gotta really just sit down with yourself." And and, and and peep game. Me not knowing how when you just what you just pointed out, it never ever crosses my mind. Even still, I'm naive to this. You say your, your 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 wisdom and awareness is at a different place. Yeah, I never knew what place meant. Okay. Like, as level because when you're in this space, it's unlimited, so it's hard to say how far I am from you. So for me, from my experience, I think I'm only one leap in front of you. But then when I start talking to you, I realize that I'm on I'm, I'm many football fields.
2: <laughs> so this
1: happens in my life till today, too. I go to the ashram, so I'm gonna get to that too. Yeah. When I go to the ashram and I meet spiritual masters, I'm thinking they their experiences at a certain place, but their 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 they call it the, the conscious understanding of it is not all the all the way there, you know. So it's a difference. It's you know, but anyways, I'm gonna get there in a second. So these books. So so um so so now we're we're diving into these books. So I, I the first book I read was an audible book. It was like seven, like five dollars if you wanted to buy it, but I it was for free with my first audible book. I was mad that I used five dollars on my first free book. But anyways. <laughs> <And> now <laughs> you can go seven. to the library
0: and get them for free. You know oh, what I'm saying? Overdrive. Go to uh, we gotta tell people about this. You gotta get overdrive or iCloud library, and you can get all these books for free. We we're living in a new age, Blue, where we're now you see a lot of people can't read. A lot of people have the dyslexia and stuff, but now they can listen to these audio books and they can get that education. And we're moving back to oral culture. This is this is what uh, um, I forget his name, but famous uh sociologist talked about. We're moving back. There was a, there's four there were four levels of culture, but we're moving back into the oral culture. We were at a writing culture. Now we're moving back into oral with the audiobooks.
1: I can speak to that one. That's cool. I I like that. I I like that a lot. (laughs) And, you know, even Gary being in the business world, he's saying, Alexa's about to take over. Hey, you might as well get your oral. Hey, you're going to be talking stuff. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: So, so, um, so so I listened to this book and it made me realize what, like, um, all the different modes of meditate being meditative is and samadhi so the book kind of broke that down and it made me really interested in like where was I as a person I was like well if I'm chilling like this and I know that I'm actually chilling having a human experience I wonder where where I'm at in this chart <laughs> so that made my curiosity kind of stay there for now because what you just mentioned was the level thing well I, I still don't Know how to judge this shit. It's like it's just crazy it, to me. I, I think it's you're beautiful there. because, you're always there. you know, right. That that's the point. It's it's beautiful because that means no level exists. I that mean, that's good. Everything's the same. <laughs> it's just you have to just open up to it, and the, and how much you open up to it, we say that's how much you're experiencing it. So, um, and that open up take can take however long you want it to take. Then at that point, <laughs> but for me, I'm just I'm a person who always in my body like I want the best. that happened in his body. So I'm trying to go all the way. So that one book quickly turned into like five books on Audible, right? So now I'm just like soaking in books on Audible first. And then um, I start diving into personal development. I went to Tony Robbins' event, um, uh, Unleash the Power Within. So I went to Tony Robbins event. I went to a Ty Lopez event about uh, personal development and marketing. And I went, I did all this because I'm thinking it's all in the same world. You know what I'm saying? I go to the Tony Robbins event and a lot of it I do get, but it wasn't spiritual, spiritual. It was like, it was like, it was spiritual. But um, if I go down to the fourth karmic ways, it's it's like a karma yogi. So, um, so basically I realized that, and I was like, okay, cool. So after I'm doing all of this, I'm doing all these events, I'm reading these books and nothing is really, really like I'm seeing that we can understand it by doing these things, but it's really not understandable. Like what my experience is, because after doing that, I started writing my own theories of what the human was. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally have my own diagram of what the human was before I started diving into like the Vedas and stuff right so I want to break this down as like a a day to where I just put this on the web because I was like it's crazy and I noticed this about me and this is when you say like where where are you like I get that because in my notes I wrote down quantum physics theories in my little note that I'm doing right and then when I broke down the human, it's literally like a lot of the stuff that the that the Vaders are talking about, for instance, right? So I'm like, okay, okay, I get when people be like Blue, okay, now you really, I need to really know how you got because I, I get it, because just my doing notes is breaking down all this crazy, supposed to be complicated understanding stuff. But I'm like, no, if you just listen to yourself, the answers are right here. Like, I feel like
0: I feel like blue, I feel like when we were younger, like same thing with me, I was so creative. And so open, and I think basketball helped with that. I don't, I don't know, it, like it helps bring some fluidity to my consciousness. And I want to get back into basketball, but and, and it helps me with mm-hmm. rap music. But like but the, but like when I when you're younger, the creativity, you see, you're not holding on to all these beliefs and things that you memorize. And this person said, "Oh no, this is the way it is. It's it's, it's this. It's energy." I feel like you're you're open to the truth without any barriers or any blockages, stagnating you, and short circuiting. That free flow of truth, knowledge coming to you.
2: Thank that, you. That's that, what it is.
0: The, the, the transmission that, that that your your antenna is already is like purely connected to it, and now you're free. It's 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 like a mystical, freeness and freedom to correspond with reality in a in a perfect or harmonious way without any fear of trying to sound right or 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 you you think that oh this person said this. It's almost like the less you know, the more you can be open to the what is real.
1: Man. Just let like that yes. You know? Yes. No, it's, it's 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 crazy. Like that's that's it. Remember how we just started the conversation. Nature is already in tune, it just blossoms. The human is already in tune, it just needs to blossom. So, yes, the more, the more we not mess with it, the more we'll blossom. The more I didn't attach my it was once again it was an accident but the more i didn't attach the more i became my in my intuition takes over the intuitiveness takes over so now blue is running on autopilot right now i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow but it doesn't matter there's no fear there's no nothing because what what will is and what is is (laughs) yeah so it's okay. So so now so now we if we talk about well what about currency blue what about me being taken care of blue what about all this other stuff well then we'll have to start talking about what what human society is because human society was created by generations of humans not generations of creation so humans put this survival mode focus on bills and shelter and stuff but that's not Our survival mode is feeding our stomach. And then the human is actually good. If we live more eco-friendly, everybody would be taken care of. Nobody would be starving right now. And there would be no no homeless people anywhere. So our human society got formed a certain way. It got formed with a disconnection from its true nature, what we're talking about. So now we go, so when people come to blue and they go, oh man, well, no, you just like that, and you know you could just be peaceful like that with no- with nothing. Okay, you could just have all that knowledge and not actually get get funds and be a millionaire and be okay with it. No, what I'm saying is, is I'm trying to show people what the base of joy for a human is first. Blue likes a mansion with his own lake in the back. Trust me.
2: <laughs>
0: There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? I would love that shit, but no, for that's everybody. not what's important. You know, for everybody, right? Yeah. That's not what's important for this time right now. Right now, there's a there's more people who are saying that they're doing something for good, but they're doing something for their self-glory. It's like what you were saying earlier, right? Like I could tell that you're not attached to the shit that you know and what you're doing. I'm not. <laughs> That's honestly what you said earlier. You know what I'm saying, but other people have show that they they have a little bit of attachment to theirs. That's a summary of what it is. That's all that. That's all that. That's happening. It, without attachment, Oprah should have taken care of the planet. Steve Jobs should take care of the planet. Jeff Bezos should take care of the planet. There's too much. There's something else happening, right? There has to be some attachment doing that because with all them three people I even just named, their funds alone can take care of the planet.
0: What was the third one? <laughs> so he, he, I didn't catch it.
1: I said I said Oprah, Steve Jobs, and Jeff Bezos.
2: Okay, Bezos, yeah.
1: Done already. Not mentioning Warren Buffett or Jay-Z or all these people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it doesn't matter. So what we're what we're speaking of when we say blue, well, what about my survival? All that? No, that's humanity got created this way for them. That's no, that's no one person's fault. But if we all start to look within ourselves, that stuff will automatically start to change. So, so. The the <laughs> you said something earlier. I wrote it down, it said basketball allows the fluidity. We yeah. need that fluidity, that yeah. play. We call it in in um in a well, like Krishna consciousness, they call it, they call it Leela. Mm. It's yeah. called the play of Krishna. So it's, it's it's life is about that play, that fluidity. And in Ami, our first rule of life is um don't take life too serious, <laughs> Have fun. Yeah first rule the second rule is if you happen to be a powerful king queen though like a very powerful king and queen and you have to get serious and you have to like put some discipline go back and read rule number one please mm-hmm. still yeah. don't take life too serious have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and rule number three
2: yeah.
1: have conscious fun yeah that's simple that's our three rules of life because once we're in that space nothing no one can decide what's fun to me i'm having fun doing this i can do this for 24 hours today and that should be okay for me nobody else can come over here and be like well you should talk about something else or you should that's that's you comparing which causes you to be out of alignment with yourself so that's on that person but society right now we I need to make sure my brother is good and my family's good so when they're when they're going through something like that cuz they can still pick that up I might feel like I want to go and rescue them and it's going to drag me down with them. <laughs> So that's where we at right now. It's like it's like a crazy cycle. So what blue is doing and what hopefully people like I see what what you're doing talking about the four quadrants and how it really relates to to all of our understanding and like what mind valley is, what the vision is doing, what Jay Shetty's doing with, you know, things like a monk, what uh is doing with Isha Foundation, yeah. what uh is doing with his thing. Hey bro, you send know, me send
0: me the links to all those so I can check them out. Yeah, let's go.
1: I shall. <laughs> Yeah, because all these like it's like a secret underground organization that is really trying to raise the awareness of us, of humanity right now. And that's what we need more of. We don't need I don't I don't want to see another, um, you know, well, let's do a breast cancer run. Why? Just so we can say we did something for breast cancer, because we can we can get rid of breast cancer in all of humanity just by teaching them Ayurvedic how to eat Ayurvedic wise. OK, OK. That would definitely so help. Yeah. Definitely help. You know, why not just get rid of it altogether? <laughs> so so that's what we have to be speaking on. So that's why omni network engagement exists because we're just getting to the root of it. <laughs> Consciousness is being not appreciated. <laughs> we're acting like we just need to run around and 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 keep serving the the senses, but we don't need to serve the senses. Whether it's conquering a, a, a island or saying I need to make a million dollars or I'm, every every month I need to make sure I make ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. That's 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 too much sometimes. Like just
0: and we don't want to judge people who are doing that because they're gonna figure it out. Uh, they, like Jesus said, be hot or cold, not lukewarm. At least hey, if, if you're going all out and you're conquering islands, at least. You have a higher propensity of maybe you know of understanding that getting yourself in trouble and understanding that that that, that doesn't give you fulfillment and that brings a lot of uh, a lot of Man. pain and trouble yeah
1: and people should hear that alexander the great that's a good point because i i honestly feel the same way i i love people who who just go all in whether they know what they're doing or not just because i'm like yeah you got fucking passion in, you know i can do it you know <laughs> so alexander the great was a good example stupid conqueror, like just murdering people, you know, that's just stupid, all right? So so that part of the, his humanity was obviously not there, you know what I'm saying? So you shouldn't praise him for that part. But at the end of his life, he said, please bury me with my hands outside of my grave to let people know that there is nothing that I could take with me and nothing that you can give. Because he was on a search for immortal life. Yep. So even that, he turned around at the, at the it was his last day. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but he realized. So yeah. it is. It's a beautiful story, either way.
0: It's a, it's a spiritual principle. Behind every aberration, there's an aspiration, a higher aspiration. So he was conquering and killing, but also he wanted to bring oneness. And he wanted to bring the whole world, even, even if he had a, a, that wasn't his intentions, that way, he, in, in a way, that's what he was doing. Breaking people out of their parochial worldviews or separate consciousness and at least an attempt to bring everybody together into a oneness type of consciousness break people out of their their unique uh, parochial separate
1: worldview yeah i believe that he was really he was really searching for that like even hitler, hitler he thought he was doing yeah. god's work he really yeah, did
0: even, even if they're doing evil stuff it seems like it's evil god uses it for good
1: it will happen yeah <laughs> <laughs> I believe that will always happen, but in the moment, you know, it's like this COVID. You know, can't say so that. You know, but all this COVID stuff, I can't talk about it because if I talk about it in a way that it can be solvable and fixable, I get shunned because I'm not being empathetic for the ones who lost people. Tell, so it's, it's hey, that's hey, where that yeah.
0: Blue, tell, tell me a little bit about because uh, I, I remember you made a post and you're saying that there there is different ideas about. And then, but also blue. I, I want to say let let's stop at twelve fifteen, and we're gonna we'll continue it later because I have okay. I have a, but uh, but we'll, we'll talk again. Okay. Uh, about this, uh, get, get more in detail about the the books you've read, uh, more about Omni, just more about everything.
1: Cool. And, uh, I'll let you. That's I'll cool let you to keep, to keep to in to charge do. of that. Now I really appreciate you reaching out the way you 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 have, and um, I definitely want to give a full. Whatever I like your vision, so I want to complete it how you see it and I, I would like that to take three episodes if it takes it
0: <laughs> and, and and with you, like like I said, it's a privilege to speak with you because I feel like you have the, the capacity to to see things in a in a in a way that can really fulfill a lot of great stuff. So
1: I appreciate. It. So but, what was your question with? Um, but, oh
0: yeah, so you're talking about there's yeah, there's different ideas about disease. And some people say <clears throat> that, I mean, I, we, we know that belief is super powerful. If you believe that you're demon-possessed, you can be demon-possessed. Yeah. Maybe even literally. Like people say, oh, it's just place is evil. No, maybe even literally. That's how powerful that the consciousness is, belief is. We we know, with, with the Quadramar, we know we're living in the matrix. We're living in some sort of... Uh, it, the, the surface reality is not reality. Mm. Now we're, we can, we can call into question some of the models that we use. So one of, one of them is a disease model that I, I saw you made a post about that. Now, again, we don't want to attach ourselves to now a new model necessarily. Cause now, now we're, we're, we're in a, we, we broke free of the old way, but now we're, we're stuck when we're conforming and, and we're in the new rigid model, but at least let's hear an attempt to, to go beyond the, 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 current model of, of the germ theory. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I saw that you mentioned that and I know my grandpa, my grandpa, I, t- I told you he was a transpersonal psychologist and he, he studied under uh, men's psychiatry. And he, he talks about this idea that, yeah, that how, how important the mind is and how everything is one and how, if you have a higher level of consciousness, perhaps a disease cannot affect you, but you really got to, people can say they have that level of consciousness, but saying it doesn't mean you have it.
2: But, right. but go ahead,
0: Blue, tell me, tell me what you think about the, the disease, the, the germ theory and, and all that and, and, and different perspectives.
1: Okay. So I'm going to speak it on two different ways. So we have, you know, Dr. Sebi? Yeah. Or Sebi, depending on how you people say it, two different ways. Okay, um, Okay. so the reason I said him first is because he's done millions millions and millions of research, millions of studies of like, what is disease to the human body, all right? It's just, what is disease to the human body? What can really mess up the human body?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> now, modern science, even to this day, they, they act like they can't fix um, AIDS and all that other stuff. Dr. So he did, why so was he able to do it? And he did it so with so much ease. You know, HIV, AIDS, like, like, you know, cancer. I was listening to him in college
0: before anybody knew. Like when I was in college, like freshman year in college, I was listening to Dr. Sebi.
1: Thank you, by the way, because we're we're about to go. Okay. So, (laughs) so now we got to look at, okay, well, he was doing it, fixing people with cancer, healing people with cancer. It wasn't a big deal with some simple techniques. So how come modern science wasn't doing it? So first we have to look at what modern science is and what its what its purpose is, real quick, before I start this, because I know your listeners. Some of them are gonna be a little upset. Some of them are gonna be happy, but what I'm trying to say is modern science isn't always here for your health benefit. It's it's here because it's a business and they need money. So that's a fact. That's a sub- fact. Yeah. Dr. It said these research didn't get put out because they know that it would have it would have made the medical industry kind of broke because it's like oh well, ain't nobody gonna be sick? <laughs> you know, it's, it's too easy. So, so one we gotta look at that. Okay, so now germ. Let's talk about this.
0: Well, one thing, one thing I want to say, blue, just just because there's there's gonna be people who who kind of uh, doubt that idea, but this is actually not it. That's not a, a fringe idea. It's it's mainstream. And I was just listening to this book. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of the book. Oh, estrogen, like how estrogen matters. And, and, but what this book was saying, how estrogen can be a beneficial thing for women, but the, but the basic premise of this book was how you can't separate the human uh, subjective component from science. And we know that in, in, in all science and everything there's, there's desires that people have
2: yeah.
0: desires for money, for power. And, and people also just have limited perspectives and so the, stu- the what, what, what people discover is always going to be tainted by all of that and Respect. and people also have a tendency to want to hold on to the old to old views yeah because that's where comfort lies and that holds that holds them together um and it, it provides stability to maintain the old ways, in in uh, Karl Popper, Coons, they wrote whole books about this. How science? Yeah. It,
2: yeah.
1: No, I was gonna say, and um, I I really I really thank you for 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 emphasizing that this is the human has biases. So anybody listening to this, just look this up before you downplay what uh Ryan is saying or or what I'm bringing up. <laughs> it's called an anchoring bias. And um, it, this is really research done, so all the science that we're relying on, or if you're listening to this, the science that you're relying on, they also did science on how we can hold on to our old identities,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because we don't want to crush our new identity that could transform. It's the whole caterpillar turned to a butterfly. Can you really kill your old caterpillar body to turn into a butterfly? That's all we're saying. So the anchoring bias prevents us from doing that. All right. So thank you, Ryan, for that. <laughs> um, so um, so this germ thing, um, Dr. Sebi, what he was saying was after doing all the research, the reason he was able to fix everybody is because he found out that mucus is the only real disease that is in us. Okay. So so how mucus works is depending on where mucus is, that's where disease starts to formulate, a.k.a. when you have a cold, where, where does mucus come out of? Who knows? your nose and sometimes you can spit it out when you, you know what I'm saying? But your nose, right? You blow it out. You blow it out. I hope we're still good. Okay. So so you you blow it out. And then if you get the good enough, the like, there's one where it feels like it's like a clog. If you get that one out, your cold is gone. You ever notice that?
0: I know what you're talking about, yeah.
1: Okay, cool. So you blow your nose a lot. So blow a whole bunch of mucus. But then there's one time where if you blow it and that comes out, no more cold, <laughs> no more, no more mucus there. So, so what I'm saying is, so he figured this out that mucus is the only disease and well blue, how does mucus relate to him fixing AIDS and HIV? That's crazy. What he found out was when the medical science is looking for how to fix AIDS or AIDS lie or, or stimulates from, it's never, a, it's, they couldn't find it. That's how come they was like, Oh, can't fix it. But what he found out was the mucus for AIDS is actually a thin layer in the skin. So the mucus is hiding as a thin layer in the skin. So they were poking in the wrong areas because they're looking at where it comes from, from an organ or a gland, but it didn't come from an organ or a gland. It's a thin layer of mucus in the skin. And once you clear that up, AIDS go away. It was that simple. So he started to do research on it. He started to heal thousands of people doing this. But, and how he do that, how you eat depending on how you eat the mucus will stay or not
0: i remember what i remember listening to dr sebi in college and that's what he emphasized a lot and it made so much sense to me
1: really. okay cool so i gonna just keep going so now we're talking about this this germ theory stuff so now we're saying there's only two types of ways for the human to be messed up it's either from outside invasion or inside invasion Okay? <laughs> so the outside invasion is what we call a virus from outside. And the viruses, they're not even a full life. A virus has to go through a certain process in order to, to exist in the, in the system, wherever it is, wherever host that it's hosting from. <laughs> so what that is, is if we understand what a virus is, uh, anything that can out, come from outside and harm the human the immune system is doing something to defend against that, okay? So if the immune system is properly taken care of, not that somebody's at a higher consciousness level that nothing happens to them, it's just that somebody who's at a higher consciousness level, they're already eating properly, you know what I'm saying? They're already doing proper stuff. So it seems like because oh, there's somewhere else that that. No, it's because of, they've just been taking care of themselves because the immune system won't, the human immune system, this is the most complicated system on the planet. I just want everybody to know that. There is nothing on this planet that it cannot defend against if properly taken care of.
2: Because every cell say,
1: in the body is made for health. It and, could be a metaphysical. Knows too. That.
0: It could be metaphysical too, not
1: just what Let you're Let me eating. go there, there There could be a Let mystical. Me there yeah. Let me go the next. That's the thing. I said, so that's that's the outside invasion. Yeah. What you just heard about to go to that's called the inside invasion. This is what I mean. There's an episode on house, and I think people kind of know this, but they, you know, if you haven't seen house, there's an episode on house that they break down. <clears throat> there's these people who, there was a, a bio thing that had happened close by and they were like, I don't know if I got it, I might be sick, I might be sick. <laughs> what yeah. they realized is one, there was a bunch of people who was messed up, they were sick, but then there was like one person or two people, I want to say one, definitely, I'm i to go with the one. But there was one person in this episode who came and they were, they were really messed up too, you know? And they came in, and they were like, I'm messed up and I need help. And, um, you know, they, they go out and they go help and, and they realized that when they were trying to help them with the right stuff, something else would get triggered. <laughs> and they're like, what's going on? And at the end of it, what they realized was that we can actually think ourselves into that disease. It's just like chicken pox. Everybody's supposed to get chicken pots. back in the day. If you thought that you could, uh, were about to get chicken pots, you thought yourself chicken pots. So you got chicken pox just by thinking it. So it's the same thing.
0: It's not so, just like this, this, there's actually been studies like literally that has happened where people, it's called like hysteria. Somebody it's a real school thing school thinks he's sick. Now everybody gets sick. And then they decide some psychosomatic. That really happened. It's a real thing. Yeah.
1: So there's only two ways the human can get sick by an outside invasion, but the system already developed something for that. So when we say germ theory, if we break down, have you heard of what Corona is yet? Science don't know what it is yet. They don't know what it is. So when we say germ theory, a virus is being formed and the only thing that can stop it is a healthy immune system. I don't care what they say about vaccines. I know this is gonna get all crazy, but I'm telling you people look up some research. A vaccine is actually adding more germs in you. If you look up the vaccine, talk about because we're on germ theory. If you look into a vaccine, it has all the germs in there from all the past all the past viruses. <laughs> why, would it, why would you wanna put something in from all the past viruses that's not current no more? You're re-putting that in your system and you're putting other animal feces in your system because they add animal feces in there too, okay? So I'm just saying <laughs> the actual real cure is a healthy system, AKA you gotta eat right and you gotta be thinking right. So fear does add poison. Science has already hit to that too. You can look it up, Google it. Does fear add poison to me? You get to say yes. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is there's only two ways people, so germ theory. Outside invasions, the system already has something for that. So if, if I'm being messed up, then I haven't been taking care of myself. That's the only option. There's a test out where they took um, these horse, um, they 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 made one sick with a virus. They had it super, super sick. They had this horse cough into a bag, sneezed into a bag. They put this bag over another horse. This other horse sucks in all of this and does not get sick. Why doesn't it get sick? Because the virus is not meant to be passed on through sneezing and coughing and stuff like that. That is not how viruses get passed on. A virus gets passed on because once something enters your body, your immune system can't break it down properly or it overly tries to break it down and a piece of that cell dies off. That's what we call a virus.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what
1: I want okay. But a virus doesn't come in living. It's not a living organism. It has to, your cell is actually trying to heal itself and when it doesn't heal itself, a piece of the membrane falls off. That's what we call a virus. So it's something that's already in your body. Your body is actually like 70% viruses. <laughs> You're actually 70% virus and the rest is like non-virus, you know? So <laughs> this is how the body's made. So that's my so theory. Is there and-
0: is, is, yeah. is, is there any link though between like uh, social distancing? that Can that help her? Or-
1: okay so so social distancing it can it can help because but this we got to think of why it can help it can only help because our human society is naturally more unhealthy right now yeah if we were healthy it wouldn't matter is what i'm saying yeah. one this whole thing would be happening so it only helps because people are stupid and they and they they don't know if they're actually healthy or not they think they're healthy because they had like um uh, a medium well steak that was that was cooked properly. <laughs> so they think they're healthy because they're like well the doctor said like if you do like medium well like it's better for you. That don't mean you're healthy. The body, the human body does not like dead food at all by the way. So all meat products the human body don't like it. You're 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 increasing your chances to accept the virus the more you eat outside of what the body's made for. It's not made for meat, all right? Every herbivore on the planet has flat teeth, right? Every carnivore on the planet has sharp teeth. For a reason, for a reason. So what I'm saying is the human body isn't made for it. It doesn't mean it can't eat it. But if you look at every animal on the planet, the gorilla, the elephant, the rhino, they all have flat teeth and they all don't eat meat. The gorilla, the most powerful creatures on the planet, the elephant, the gorilla, The rhino, they all are vegetarians. We're doctors to be talking about that. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) So so we got to think about this, fellas. And and gentlemen, like everyone, everyone, please listen to this because I know this is controversial. But the reason we're, so social distancing, it does help. That's because we're already unhealthy. It doesn't help as far as doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, all right? <laughs> because we can simply just cover our mouths or just wear the stupid mask. <laughs> but so it's preventing what's you know is it's either social distance or wear the mask. Don't try to do both type of thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I just,
0: just want to let everybody know that you know whether whether you agree or disagree, that's not so important. Whether you agree or disagree, if you agree with something, you still believe that you are a separate self and, and you're holding on to your own notions you disagree you still believe you're a separate self and you're and you still think there's someone else who has a different exactly. opinion but there is no thing everything is one right thank and you. and okay in the quadrant reality yes everything is literally one expressing one form and so you don't have to believe it and say okay yeah that's that's it and now I'm gonna fight anybody who doesn't believe what I believe and thank you that's not necessary because that's still that's still maintaining the same thing. I want to say one thing. I remember I was a, really afraid of getting a virus on my computer, and I, I had that fear in my mind. And then somebody sent me a link saying, "Is this you on YouTube on Facebook?" And because oh, I was man. so fearful, I was so fearful, and I was so stuck in myself because I was I was afraid. I wanted my stuff to be you know to blow up. I was, I was fearful about it. And then that same mentality, that same self-absorption made me think, Oh, is that me on the YouTube? And I clicked on the link and I got a virus.
1: Yeah.
0: And just the day before, like I was, I was doing all my passwords, making sure I couldn't get a virus and I was all focused on it and and, and in fear. And then I got it. Mm. What if I could transcend to a higher level oneness with the divine oneness with God then I don't think I would have made that, that
2: mistake.
1: Man, you know, I, I say, um, I'll, I'll end it on this. Um, I, I recently wrote this down. Um, attention is the hidden, is the hidden devil, right? like the hidden sin. The, the need for attention, right? Because that is a form of fear. It's asking for something because you feel incomplete. So what what that, what that you just said was, is man, maybe if I was at a higher place, I wouldn't need the need for attention. So I don't care about that. I would have just ignored it anyways because it wouldn't have been time worthy anyways.
0: I would have had the awareness that this was a trick. Like it, it, I would have had to- it it.
1: That would have happened too. That yeah. would have happened too. But what's crazy is what, what makes us click on stuff? What makes us do it? it's because either i'm trying to make sure my attention is protected or not usually yeah. but we don't need that so that 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 perspective i think would have it would have happened that way but the first thing that would have happened was oh i don't have an attachment to this anyways because maybe you still would have clicked it out of just the random curiosity of a of a real uh, innocent curiosity who knows yeah. <laughs> but at minimum what would have happened was uh, regardless then, it didn't hurt my computer at least but I'm glad it didn't hurt your computer yeah, bro yeah. I'm glad because you know fear it's like uh, what they say in that Dave Chappelle show you know cocaine is a hell of a drug I say fear is a hell of a drug
0: <laughs> yeah certainly <laughs> and, and hey you know what people who are who are doing the fear thing we don't want to judge anybody because it's a, yeah, not anybody, anybody doing anybody doing a drug. You can get you can get higher states of awareness, higher states of consciousness, doing these drugs, doing the fear stuff. And I want to mention this before we go, Blue. Like last night I was I was with my friend uh a Johnny and we were listening to Kali, a Kali chant. And and to me, I thought it was so profound because you know a Johnny was really resonating with this Kali. Uh oh I forget it was like Om Kali. So and, and we were just going on and on as we were driving, just keep continuing with that. Mm-hmm. And and he was gravitating toward this Kali worship. And Kali is is for people. Actually, you know what well, this is what the scholars say is that it was the, the Dravidians they worship more Shiva and Kali. Whereas the Aryans, they the Aryans who came into India, they're worshiping more Vishnu. Yeah. And, and Kali and, and Shiva are for the people who, who are sinning and who are caught in a state of fear and, and they are absorbed in the ego. But you know what? Salvation still can come to them. And, and a lot of that, a lot of that, that process, and I don't know if this is the same thing with you, Blue, like growing up in the ghetto, growing up in, 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 a, in a culture that disparages you, and this was just by accident. The, the Dravidians were pastoralists, the, the, the Aryans were agriculturalists. And the same thing happened, it's, and it's not a racial thing, because even that happened with the Maori and the Mar- Morari. The Maoris were, were agriculturalists, and they, they killed and destroyed the, the Morari. And, and they, they create a system of exploitation where they, they take advantage of the hunter-gatherers or the nomads or the pastoralists. And then we think it's natural that there's this division going on, but it's, it's culturally constructed. And we see this, you, know, you mentioned it, this is quote unquote racism, it, it's, but there's no such thing as race. That's just, that exists in the mind, uh, that's in the imagination. But it seems real because our culture is built around these, these kind of false ideas. But regardless, Kali was, was worshiped in Shiva more by the, the Dravidian people. The, the, they were seen as more like quote unquote people of color yeah and and yeah and and you can and and the thing about that is a Vishnu worshiper yeah actually Shiva and Kali want the same thing as Vishnu because they're all one
1: yeah they are
0: but there's different modes there's different forms formulas there's different there's different strategies to 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 reach the 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 true oneness the true transcendental consciousness and you can do it by being more rigid like a Vishnu worshiper or you can do it through drugs through uh, ecstatic, you, you, you asked about what a prophet means. Profit means, or it comes from the word Navi and that means to flow. And these prophets, yeah, they were okay. they, they were like ecstatic. They, they weren't like just getting ideas from, they were ecstatic dancing. they were like, they're they doing, they're very uh, free flowing, very, uh, they, they were in like excited ecstatic states. I think when I think of it, I think of like okay. tribal, like I think of like Africa. Yeah.
1: Like tribal, well, no, that's that's cool. That's the first. That's my first time hearing that uh that interpretation that way, and um, it, it aligns a lot with just like how um a lot of these ancient rishis in India felt. You know, even like uh, uh, uh Lord Chaitanya, yeah. Uh, the you know, uh, it was just known like that's he brought the Hare Christian chant, you know, but it was known as just like an ecstatic place, you know, so you know it, it aligns with a, a lot of that so one that's my first time hearing it that way I think that's I think you know it's, it's just crazy how after sitting with awareness how is that not what that should mean right because once you once you're connected to what you could call the creative father wouldn't you be ecstatic and blissful all the time yep. you're connected to that energy what else would you be feeling <laughs> you know so, what i'm saying
0: so there, there's there's contemplative modes and then there's more active modes
1: right and, right yeah
0: and i think of kali and shiva that's more the active orientation and and we don't want to judge the contemplative. Right. but you know what it's all one and it's all leading to the truth with a capital t and
1: and i appreciate that yeah so
0: but yeah i wanted to bring that up because you you we, we started off the talk mentioning uh the racism
1: yeah, no, I mean, well, you 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 bring up a good point, and maybe that'll be that'll carry us in on our next convo. But we can talk about like the three modes of nature, you know, like um, Shiva, Brahman, Oh, yeah. well, we, well, they call it. Like, well, it's it's it's. Those are like the images of them, and it's it's even important to understand what these um these images mean because. Once again, when you go higher and higher into the understanding, like the people who understand these, even like the uh, Acharya's, um, Bhaktivedanta's, you know, Swami Prabhupada. Um, so even, even him, when you go higher and higher, the image is not what, what, what matters, it's the devotion. So no matter what, whatever the devotion is, because what you just said, if you're devoted to bullshit or you're devoted to dope shit, the high intensity of devotion is what matters. So the images, you know, that they they have a certain reason why it's like that, but the three modes of nature, they are ran by those three. So Brahma, he's known as the, you know, it's like a mode of passion, mode of passion. Thank you. Mode of passion. Uh, so, then you know, I know you. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Ram. <laughs> Ram passion. I got I to got show off that I know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Vishnu mode that's of goodness. Myself.
0: That's my ego getting involved. I'm, I'm worshiping Kali right now. But I'm accepted.
1: I'm accepted though. I'm accepting. <laughs> I'm receiving that. So Vishnu mode of goodness and then Shiva mode of ignorance. Right. right. So, so and these are the three modes of nature, how nature is just ran all the time. Because these three modes of nature is also, it's like how the activities of us are. The mode of of ignorance, it's more of a stagnant, you know. The mode of uh, passion, it's an active, but it's still in ignorance. And then the mode of goodness, it's more of, you know, service, but it's still in ignorance. The three modes of nature are all still in the modes of ignorance. And then we transcend, that's when we say, These three modes could be transcended. Yeah. But when we're all still in our fleshly selves, we're all interacting in the mode of goodness and the mode of ignorance and in the mode of passion at all times. It's just which one are you is your focus or whatever? Like, like let's say blue's still in the mode of ignorance, but I'm in the mode of goodness, ignorance most of the time, rather than being addicted to all of my passions and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> because if I was more in the mode of passion, I would be pursuing my acting career just for me. In the mode of, you know, um, ignorance, I would just be just kind of chilling around, <laughs> doing nothing.
0: So, so what, what Paul says is that salvation comes through grace and not works. So the idea mm. is whether you're in the mode of passion, ignorance, or uh, goodness, that doesn't bring you salvation, but somebody in their mode of passion, he can get in, get into the flow, he can get into salvation, transcend the self to the oneness, to the truth. And someone doing the mode of goodness can do it too. Yeah. You
1: know, so and that's you know, what's different. cool about the three modes. It doesn't, it doesn't, like you're like you're pointing out. It really doesn't matter. I, like the stagnant one, we can we can debate in that one, right? Because the the what what makes us trans what, what makes us realize? Because realization is different than transcending and how we're contextually talking about it right now. Realization can happen just with the intensity of energy. Hmm. So if you're if you're task-making kind of chilling, that's not intensity of energy. But if you're if you're majestic and passionate, that's intense energy. Yeah. If you're goodness and serving, that's intense energy. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're in the middle we can debate that one but the two it doesn't matter you can you intense energy you can realize even though you might realize on'm some bs <laughs> yeah. you still can realize because like i say, the humanity to me is like i like how you said it earlier no matter what god is going to use it for the goodness right yeah so either way if, if if you can get there through your passions like through intense emotions and you know and the intense actions actually get there. Because if you get there, who knows what'll happen? Maybe, maybe you'll turn into a server. <laughs> you know, but if you turn into a server in a different way, aka going back to the Hitler example, you know, hey, it's not necessarily it didn't look like it was for humanity, but if you break down the Bible, it really serves something.
2: Yeah. You know, so is, who knows is that quote cool? what you
0: use you meant it for evil, but God used it for good. Yeah. Um, and, and regardless my grandpa talks about w- regardless of of whether it's good or bad all that you can do is you can get your mind in a in a mode of a beneficial mode of being
1: am i doing and, my best that's why my mom just
0: talking. do your best or whatever and, and go all out and whatever happened there's nothing we can do about it, it whether you have a, a gene for cancer or whatever there's nothing really you can do about that whether you're you're born in the ghetto. there's nothing we really, really can do about that uh, but what we can do is now we can we can set up new new systems we can, we can we can recognize what's going on, discern it. Now we have LeBron James he's making a you know new education systems in the ghetto for, for people. Um, we can set up better better institutions, increase the, the what my grandpa calls the, the level of the water in which you float your boat and that's all that you can do whether whether you know people say okay black people have certain uh genetic dispositions which isn't necessarily isn't isn't really true uh, according to a lot of other research but a lot of most of the the differences that we see is is cultural or okay no women are this way women are like okay let's say that that it is true but there's still nothing we can do about those superficial things what we can do is we can try to create environments that allow for the thriving of people,
2: Thank
0: you. and uh, and where we're not prejudicial and judging people, and and treating people like like you said at the beginning, treat people like you want to be treated, and that's you know that, that that's what the Buddha talked about, that's what Jesus talked about, but it's really a oneness type of consciousness, mm. and you know I I think I just think of like. Some women, they could be great at math. I was reading a book about this, or listened to an audio book. I listen to audio books, and but then the the men or even other women treat them as if they're not good at math, and then they 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 it's called the mm-hmm. Pygmalion effect, and then they play into that.
1: That's funny, yeah.
0: Now, if if we're in the flow, if we're in a higher level of consciousness, we're not going to ex- express those biases mm-hmm. and treat people differently and, and maintain the cultural. And and, and again, we, you have a a big part of it is you have a choice, whether the woman has a choice, whether she's going to play into that or not, but at the same time. Yeah. So she doesn't have to, 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 to accept the stereotypes and accept that stuff, but all that, all that she can do is go all out again, her fighting, it's not going to help, but let's all grow up and mature, expand our consciousness and work to start treating people in a respectful way that 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 produces abundance and affluence and you know in, in a loving manner and that's a big part of that is not categorizing and especially through, through false categories and, and and channeling things I, I just want to give one example blue
1: man please do with with like
0: when I was playing basketball. I had a coach who would talk about like, oh yeah, the, all the black players, they're oh they're so they're so talented they're so gifted. Whenever you talk about a black person, he's oh he's so gifted. He's so, and then when mm-hmm. you ever talk about a white person, you go, oh you could work so hard, You're so smart, you know. And it just maintains that yeah. that really separation tough. consciousness in in, in in a false type of thing, mm-hmm. and and people play into it, and, and they don't they don't have to. You don't have to play into it. Um,
1: yeah. Somebody asked, um, I think it was, um, thanks CNN or somebody. It was one of the big news station or Larry King. It was something like this: Ask Moria Friedman, why do you think racism still is still around? Yeah, because we still talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or,
0: so that, that I, was, I was even thinking about that blue. I was thinking that maybe we shouldn't even talk about racism at all because now we're we're calling attention to the bodies, which is an illusion.
1: This, that's why it's a thin line and um i agree the reason it stays around is because it's being brought up so we blue uh, Omni american engagement is going to be one of those organizations that's going to be calling people just people i'm gonna literally say stop saying black white no we're, we're not even people home. we're not even people though because because oh, now there. you're talking about
0: now you're talking about humans and animals and stuff that's even oh there it is there
1: it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we're just we're just a piece of life, having a human experience. <laughs> but, but hey, hey blue, now, now you're talking
0: about life and non-life. Hey, don't even let's let's not even categorize. It oh, snaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh snaps.
1: All snaps. <laughs> Allen Watts had this dope thing where he's like, and I, I had this bell, and I was gonna use this because um people say, well, what's happening? I, I say I'm just isn't all over the place, bro. But he says um. He said just what you said he said now it's about like that man you know what life is just and he just hit a dime yeah. it's just that oh, wow, wow. Yeah. and that's what it is so i i like that you just went there that's funny because oh man we need that's the organization we gotta have where we can joke like this yeah. you know what i'm saying because um you us going back and forth like that some people they'll, they'll really be like wait man, hey, y'all go too far but man that it's, it's fun to be able to just stay open like this and be able to talk at it from different angles. And, you know,
0: you have to have a lot of exposure.
1: You have to have a lot of exposure to be able to talk right to there.
0: Them. And, and, and we've, that we've, right we, there, like right. you said, you, you listen to audio books, you listen yeah, to the, but you, you you've, you, you've exposed yourself to all these, to these ideas. And now you see, and that's so important too. Don't think that, yeah, it's true that it starts off and you already know it all. Like, if you just, you gotta be open to creativity and you already have that capacity to, to be in touch with, with the truth and existence. But at the same Man. time, inquire, expose yourself, go all out. It's that Forrest Gump thing. Whatever you do, just run and, and research, research, research. That's all you can do.
1: Man, And it, it will become fun. Isn't it fun? Yeah. Isn't it fun Ryan though? Like like I can tell that you inquire about so much stuff. That's why you're able to have this conversation with me. I don't know how long it's been, but you wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation. It's fun. Like, guys just try you know everybody like me I think I'm the I think I'm the stupidest one in the room still sometimes you know what I'm saying but people like man boo you talking all this stuff I'm like yeah I'm still stupid man isn't that exciting (laughs) like you know like always self-inquire always be curious just like if anything out of this whole thing thank you Ryan for when we right before we end you keep the curiosity and the openness going you know what I'm saying so always stay curious always be curious my friends who's ever listening to this I will promise to always stay curious. I will promise to always not know enough.
0: <laughs> and I want, I want you all to know, yeah, and I want you all to know too, if you, if you, if you go to Hari Krishna or you go to any of these, places, you read the Bible and stuff, you're thinking, oh, but that's just saying not to be curious. This is saying, no, trust me. If you, if you study the, the metapsychiatry and stuff, it, you got to look at the, the deep symbolism, the metaphorical meanings of these texts and everything they're all about pointing you to being curious to to inquiry to research and development to evolution and all of that And the more you know the more you study it the more that you you'll have the capacity to become aware of that but it took me a long time to be able to be able to understand that because you first go to these places and and, and you don't you don't have all the context you don't have all of the you don't know about all the stories all the meanings behind all of it. You got to do so much research yeah. to get to that. But yeah. you know, I want to share I'll, I'll I'll share more hopefully I mean, me and Blue will talk more about, you know, about all, all types of stuff hopefully in the future.
1: Yeah, no, I I appreciate this, Ryan. Really <laughs> do. Yeah.
0: Hey man, I, I love it. I love the Blue and it's it's really just a it's a it's a pleasure, it's a delight to talk to you, man. And uh and hopefully soon we'll, we'll do another talk. And,
1: uh, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to see Sadhguru soon. So definitely. Okay. All right. So I'm going, I'm going to go to uh, Tennessee where he has like a Diana Linga and everything. So uh, Are,
0: do you have a, do you have personal
2: acquaintance with him?
1: Not yet. I'm working on that <laughs> because uh, I, I'm, I'm, i I'm trying to fast forward all of this, um, Evolution stuff. So I'm working on that and uh, I would definitely keep you posted on that. I'm leaving to San Diego in three days. Okay, I'm going to go to a fashion show. <laughs> and then after that, I'm going to go to Tennessee to go to the ashram. <laughs> so Dude, that sounds so, uh, and I'm gonna be there probably for like a month or two. So, feel wow. free to hit me up during that time and just see what's happening. I don't know what's gonna happen. You
0: know what, bro? My my friend <laughs> wants to. My friend wants to take me to New York. He was saying for a Hare Krishna, just like stay at a Hare Krishna place. But okay. If, if, if yeah, that's where it started. There, so, if we could stop by there, maybe I'll I'll try to stop by and I'll keep in contact with you. Oh, and,
1: uh, keep yeah. me posted. Yeah, bro.
0: And then also, hey, can you can you send me? I want you to send me some books I want you to send me some uh okay some good books to look up some so you, you mentioned the, you mentioned a few people you mentioned Sad Guru and you mentioned some other people can you please okay. send me like maybe just in the Instagram or something send me all, links to all this stuff you know why because I want to check them all out and then I want to post mm-hmm. them so that other people could check it out too
1: I got you I'm, I'm writing them down just so I don't forget um okay yep Even the Tony Robbins and the Ty Lopez's.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, all them, yeah. Okay. And yeah, I think I think one take-home message that we could we could put across is go all out
1: in whatever you do. Go all out! I used to tell my actors, I said, I don't care what you do go all out just do it whatever the role is do it man i had to play a bacon one time i'm telling you i jumped on the floor i jumped on the floor and i was sizzling like a bacon go all
2: out yeah i appreciate it (laughs) dude
0: yep and then uh yeah go all out it's like forrest gump and you know what blue a lot of people they think that the spiritual message is just just be content and and satisfied where you're at And I know Tony Robbins and stuff. He's, he's about, he's about go all out. And, but you know what? You got to go. If you want to get to the truth, you step first through the self and this is quadrant stuff. You step through the self and then the group, then you got to break out of the group and you got to, then you become an individual. And that's when you become ego oriented. And that's, that's Tony Robbins. That's go all out, get it, accomplish it, motivation. And you have to first pass through that until you can get to the fourth quadrant. And that's the flow. And that's, that's when, after exhausting all your resources and trying to make it happen and going all out, now, now you have the capacity to recognize that that that's limited. The ego is magnificent in its accomplishments, but it's limited in its reach. And now, after, after all of your the, the futile attempts, even maybe sometimes you do accomplish great things, but after all that, now you can open yourself to God, to the divine, to the flow. Where now you're not even you're not goal oriented, but you're some higher power is guiding you. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that's that fourth quadrant. And now that's connection with being, but you, but some people get, they get caught in the spiritual path Mm -hmm. at the first quadrant where they're just trying to be content and and, and satisfied with the self and and not try to get any goals. And, and because, but they're still focused on the self. They still want to go to heaven. They still want Nirvana. They think that by doing that, this formula, but they're still stuck in the self. They still believe that they're a separate self. And they're not, you first, and they're not open to the truth that everything is one, that there is no thing. But first, to get there, you go all out. You go through the ego path.
1: You made me think of a cool conversation for our next conversation. Um, what duality is compared to non-duality?
0: Yeah. Okay, I really yeah. definitely want to talk
1: about that. So next time. Okay. Cool.
2: Hey, thanks not so much, bro.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
2: Privilege, man. All right, bro.
1: Yep, and let me know where you post this at, okay? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay, peace. All right,
0: bro. Oh, hey, bro, did, did, you, yep. did you record too, or? What's up? Did you record it?
1: Um, I didn't record it personally. I was just yep. going to follow it whenever you post it. All right. <laughs> yep. All right, man, talk to you later. All right, peace.